everyone, and welcome to The Ride Home, where I just kind of talk to you about things that happen in my everyday life, my job with the Autism Society of North Carolina, and just, you know, it's The Ride Home for my last session. My name is Jerry Ellen Helms, and you're listening to me. Okay, so first things first, since this is The Ride Home, you're going to be on my dashboard (laughs) and don't worry I'm not actually looking at the phone to uh it would help if I started my car correctly maybe one of these days I'll actually get a phone holder to put my phone in so you'll be hearing noises of my car is what I meant to say and I might sound incredibly distant because you know driving Alright, so first things first, I am, I don't know, (laughs) what do I talk about? Do I talk to you about how I am a local North Carolina resident, or do I start with my day today? You know, that always eludes me, What, what do I start with with a podcast? So just, you know, bear with me as I kind of skirt through my ADHD brain on the drive home. Let's talk about my job. I am a registered behavioral technician with Autism Society of North Carolina. And so what that means is I work with children and teens who have autism. I currently have three clients, two girls and a boy. My girls are both three years old and my boy is 15. Now, I will not be using their names in this podcast for HIPAA regulations and reasons, so yeah, don't ask. But if I do slip, I'll try to edit that out, (laughs) and I'm sorry. But my littles are adorable. Now, the, the word little I use for, of course, my little ones. My first little, three years old, super cute, she goes to preschool and I help her out. I help her with talking to her friends, making sure she's answering questions in an appropriate manner, and helping her transition from playtime to class time. Sometimes people with autism have trouble transitioning, especially if they're stuck in their own little world, which this little girl is definitely all about her own little world. And she does not get her own way. She freaks out. And I know that typical three-year-olds aren't necessarily like angels all the time. And I'm totally expecting that. But this type of freaking out is like shrieking at the top of her lungs as a unicorn. Which is her favorite thing to play. She loves all things girly. She loves to cook. She loves to pretend, which is not necessarily girly, but you know, gender norms and blah, blah, blah. Um, she is just so fun to play with. But occasionally she needs help to be reminded that not everyone wants to do what she wants to do and to pay attention and hear people's words. My second little, also three, also adorable, is nonverbal. 
So for any of you out there who don't know what nonverbal is, that means that they don't speak. Verbal is speaking. Anyway, so she babbles and says nonsense words and sounds and she'll she'll make really great eye contact and she'll use her hands in a clapping motion to get stuff but I'm there to help her with learning opportunities uh, by saying the word tickle before I tickle her or uh, roll the ball before she rolls the ball and you know she she needs to imitate some gross motor functions and she needs to be able to imitate me shaking up maracas, but most of the time it's just me playing with her uh, for about two and a half hours. <laughs> Each of these sessions are no more than three hours, which is fine with me, because typically my day is, you know, six to eight hours long with driving, so not too bad. My third teenager is 16. He just turned 16 last week. And he is, he's adorable as well, but in a teenager-y way. So, he is verbal, but with boys, there's a tendency to repeat words or repeat sounds or things that they saw throughout their day and not necessarily have a functioning conversation and that's my job to help him realize that this is how you have a normal conversation and not being patronizing of course but just kind of guiding the conversation along to where it sounds mostly normal but we also all of this is playing I just play all day board games coloring bingo Shoots and ladders, you name it, I've done it. Uh, one bad thing about this job is that because I work with kids and teens, I am exposed to all of the germs. And so last week I got sick and had to take a day off, which was kind of awful. Because if you don't work, you don't get paid. Also, if you don't do your paperwork within 24 hours of the session, you get paid half of the amount that you would normally get paid, which I still don't quite understand how they're able to do that, but then again, I set like five reminders to myself to do my paperwork so I can get the amount that I'm supposed to be paid, and that's fine. Anyway, I love my clients. I love my clients' families. They're all super cool people. And I really enjoy this job. I started there November. So, December, January, February. Four months? Yeah. I can do math. <laughs> Not well. <laughs> uh, and I look forward to many more months at this job. We'll see. You never know. Next, about me. I am, I'll be 34 years old in August. I am the youngest of three. I have an older brother, Jackson, and an older sister, 
they both are married and have children. So, running total of nieces and nephews is five. Two older nephews, John Tyson and Zeb. Three younger nieces, we've got Dorothy, Ada, and Edie. Which is kind of hard to get straight sometimes, because your brain fogs up and you go, wait, is that Ada or Edie? Wait, is that John Tyson or Zeb? And then sometimes your brain just has a total fart moment and says completely the wrong thing. Like when I used to be called Jennifer by older people. And I would look at them like they were nuts because my name is Jerry Ellen. How in the world do you get that mixed up? <coughs> You'll have to mind my coughing. Like I said, I was, I was sick last week. But yeah, so that's them. There's also Greg, who is Jennifer's husband, and Sarah, who is Jackson's wife. Good people, great in-laws, especially Sarah's parents are great. Greg's parents are nice enough. They're a little intense, but you know, everybody has those in-laws that are just, you kind of just go, oh great, okay, cool. Buckle in, everybody. Happened to be yesterday. 
sorry if this is not really interesting, but I'm just kind of, you know, going off of the seat of my tail as I drive home and chat to absolutely no one but myself.
the times I have an audience in my head of my sister, my brother, my dad, my mom, everybody I grew up with in church, anyone else in my peer group, and the boyfriend, Will. But I know Will's not really going to judge me because he's just as bad. <laughs> if he's going to judge me, then I get to judge him. And I know that we're both not going to do that. He's cute. I like him. It's complicated. Relationships are hard. Good relationships are hard. Bad relationships are also hard. It's just hard. Shout out to all of you folks who have ever dealt with a breakup and rebound and the complicated mess of a long-term relationship gone bad. We have all, at least I think we have all been there. I know a few people who were recently broken up with their longtime significant others and are basically grieving the death of that relationship and that person because they're not there anymore and it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with I've done it two or three times now which says a lot to me that I have weeped over a person for a period of time which I know it's normal, but society tells us that we are destined for like one person. Serial monogamy. You're supposed to date in order to get married and have children and so on and so on. So when little old me hasn't learned the lesson that society is bullshit and you should make up your own goddamn rules. I get hurt in, in the meantime. But this too shall pass. Even though I have anxiety about a lot of things, it has taken me a long road to figure out that things change. Change is not good or bad, it just is. And sometimes it's good and you notice that it's good or you need to notice that it's good. And sometimes it's bad and you can't help but notice. Why is this happening to me? Why do I feel this way? I don't want to feel this way. When does this stop? When do I feel normal again? All of those things run through your head and it's hard to get away. But I learned to just stop running, to face it and say, I see you, I'm afraid of you. But I'm done being indifferent. I'm going to stand here and stare you in the face and walk through and become a better person and to grow, move on with my life. My ex-boyfriend got engaged recently and the only reason I knew is because his fiance is very much about her social media profile. And so they went to Mexico and he proposed in a sunlit beach night with champagne and his grandmother's ring and I'm just like ha ah, great good for you 
hand under my breath. I'm like, that should have been me. But I know that's not true. <laughs> In my heart of hearts, I'm like, yeah, no, that would have never been me. He would have never done that for me. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't see it. I could not see that in my future. We didn't want that for each other. We wanted to love each other, but it was just really hard. And when it's too hard, you know that it's not right. Like, if you're working really hard to try to please someone or try to be someone else for someone else, then that's not the right relationship for you. And for them to let you do that to yourself, that's really shitty. There are times when I yell my face off to myself at Dave for being an asshat. We were together for four years and I thought it was, you know, I said it was mutual at first, but I know that he broke up with me, but I'm pretty sure he met that girl before we broke up and she asked him to be his her boyfriend and he broke up with me in order to do that and he didn't even tell me that was happening I had to figure it out on my own now granted I feel like he did try to tell me that something was going on but I didn't hear him he said there's someone else and I misheard him and I asked what he had said and he just shrugged it off and never said it again. <sighs> After the fact I knew it made sense and all clicked into place. Especially no more than a month after we broke up he was already taking pictures with her. They moved in together. We broke up in January. They moved in together in June. And then now it's February and they're engaged. I thought our relationship was fast. Like normally my relationships are fast, but damn. Alright. Have fun with that. <laughs> my friend Brandy was like, yeah, good luck not having sex. And I was like, oh shit. I wonder if that's the thing. I wanna know. <laughs> oh man. Not having sex with someone for more than a year really takes your, the toll out of somebody. And, you know, the, the whole sex thing was because generalized anxiety disorder, anxiety, and some other issues uh, with what my body does naturally. Like, produce odors that uh, stilted our sex life. But that's okay. This girl can take care of herself. Oh. That Dr. Pepper sure is good. Slightly flat, but who cares? Sugar water in my veins, please. Maybe just a little bit to go before I get to my exit and to my apartment. So, I'm going to try not to make it too random. But, I am running out of things to say. <laughs> not really. I could tell stories if I wanted to. Like this one time. 
in storytelling class. Eh? See what I did there? I told about Mufasa's beautiful daughters, about how one was sweet, one was nasty, one helped and guided and loved, and the other one spurred and sneered and snarled and shunned. The good one got the treasure and the bad one was kicked out. I told this story in, in my class and my teacher loved it so much. She was like, I want you to perform this for people. And this was at a point in my schooling that I kind of did everything half-ass. That's my schooling in general. I did not, like it was really hard for me to put 100% of myself in my work. Because, one, I was afraid I wasn't doing it right. Two, I had a lot of other things on my mind. I had several classes that I needed to do stuff for, and it all became so overwhelming that procrastination was a very big thing. Plus, when I rehearsed it in front of my ex-boyfriend, Sean, he was very dismissive, and I, I didn't feel good about that. So... When the day came to do the reading, I had forgotten half the story. So I had to make it up off the seat of my pants. Luckily it was close enough and I felt a little weird about it. <laughs> my teacher came up to me and was like, your reading in class was so much better, what happened? I'm like, stage fright. Yeah, I got scared. She was like, uh, well, that's normal. Did you prepare? Yes, which was the truth, but I only, like, repeated it once. <laughs> once is not enough when you need to memorize words. <sighs> should know that by now. Although I do miss those days of going to class and there's something new every day. Something challenging to think about. Stories to hear about and tell. Music to sing. Art to produce. I loved school. I would love to go back and not have to pay for it. That would be great. But no. If I go back for a master's, then my life and soul will be to pay debts. Oh, sorry. Because the phone is on my lap and dropped. That's what that loud noise was. Maybe I can edit this out. Anyway. Oh, the, law, the road to my apartment has a Sheets and a McDonald's. And it is and a big Bojangles nearby. And it is very hard did not stop there, but luckily I had Wendy's and a very large Dr. Pepper and some large fries earlier. So I am set. Okay, so tell me what you think. Was this too much? Did I talk about too many topics? Did I talk too fast? Could you understand what I say? Should I put a headphone in with a microphone closer to my mouth so you can actually hear me? If this gets published and you enjoy what you're hearing, feel free to follow my work. Um, it's 
just going to be this unless there's someone else in the car with me and then maybe we might have a conversation I have no idea I don't know what I'm doing this has been the ride home I'm Jerry Ellen I'm a little crazy no I am not driving iPhone just kidding I'm driving I wish you all well I hope you have a good night and remember you are not alone